Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pa, pa, pa. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Oh, uh, this is Life Logistics. Basically, we're just here to help you. Before Here's we start, problems. can I tell? Before we oh. delve into the logistics, I just to tell you about what I've been up to this morning, Andy. You might be wondering. I, I don't know if you're. Is it logistic related? Are you allowed to talk about it on this no. ring fence logistics episode? No. But fuck it, do it anyway. Yeah. But oh. it'll be old news by tomorrow. Well, it. This morning we usually record them. Are, Monday you, morning. are you clicking something? Can I just say? Yeah. Out yeah, of okay. excitement. Oh, I forgot <laughs> my toy. I'm like a dog. I have to have, like, you have to give me a toy to occupy me. I literally do have a toy. You know, I've invested in some stress balls. So yeah. was, and that's why you'll have noticed, listeners and Andy, mm-hmm. that over the last couple of months, there's been less clicking about with things in the background. Yeah. Because I have something to occupy my you hands do. with while we're recording. Now look What's what I've that got. One? He's a doctor. Oh, right. In okay. a white coat with a stethoscope. Oh, that's nice, that. And yeah, it's quite nice. It's a it's a squidgy doctor in a ste- in a white That's coat, lovely. stethoscope, and a pair of glasses. That wasn't, um, that wasn't sent to you by um, the pharmacist association or anything, was it? Yeah, and it had a Stanley knife stuck in its head. Because if it was, it might yeah. be bugged or released. Nah, it, it was poison. given to me by someone who services the medical industry. Really? Yeah. And he sends these to doctors. No, he sends them to medical secretaries. But he gave me one, and it's coming really handy. Good. No, yeah, this morning I couldn't do it because, um, you know me, I don't like to name drop, but I was <laughs> having coffee with Cindy Beale, a.k.a. Michelle <laughs> oh, Collins. Oh! That's what right. clang! There's the sound yeah. of a name being dropped. <laughs> Met her for coffee, didn't I? That's gone through the floorboards, that has. Um, I'd never met her before. Tried to play it cool, but mm-hmm. unfortunately... Couldn't play it cool. <laughs> I started talking at length and in a very emotional way about various 1980s EastEnders characters, <laughs> which at first she seemed to find, at first she tolerated and yeah. engaged with me and said things like, oh yeah, no, he was really nice, or 
oh yeah, I thought they were a good actor, but they got stitched up by the producers or something like that. Ooh. But then she didn't really, so there was a bit of gossip. But what she didn't understand was, was that I wasn't interested in gossip about the actors because in my mind, all of the characters were real. Really and people. I spoke about yeah. them only by character name. Can I guess the, some of the characters that you suggested? Yeah. Uh, Nigel. <laughs> no, which one was Nigel? Nigel, Grant and Phil's mate with the curly hair. It was a bit useless. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that he came a bit later. I'm going right back almost to like the oh. l- mid to late 80s. Uh, Wilmot Brown? Yes. Now, Wilmot Brown was <laughs> the real problem. I think that's where my coffee with Michelle Collins started to go downhill. Took a because dark <laughs> she mentioned his name in passing and I went, that cunt. And she went, sorry? And I went, fucking Wilmot Brown. And she said, was it Wilmot Brown or was it Wilmot Bowen or something? And I went, it was Wilmot Brown. And I think I acted a bit too angry. She doesn't even know like, the history of her own soap. I was like, it was Wilmot Brown. I said, he has got to be the biggest arse. If you, if you did a vote amongst the British public of who the most hated person ever yeah. in Britain is, it'd be Wilmot Brown. She went, do you really think so? Was he that bad? And I went, it was a he raped. He said he raped Cathy. He raped, and she went, oh. He, he raped Cindy's mother-in-law. Yeah, he raped your mother-in-law. And you're asking me whether he was that bad. She went, oh, no, sorry, I thought you were talking about the actor. And I was like, no, fuck the actor. I'm talking about Wilmot Brown. <laughs> I went, he's an absolute cunt. I said, do you know who he was like? Farage. He was like Nigel Farage, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and she went, oh, I suppose so. And I could see in her eyes then she was like, this bloke's a fucking nutter. <laughs> and then, Did you ask about Pete Beale? Yes. <laughs> I told her the truth. I said, on my podcast, right, which she knew about, she'd asked about Top Flight Time Machine, right? Of course she did. She'd yeah. looked it up. And I said, on my podcast... Did she? Yeah. I said, the other day we were talking about Pete Beale. Peter D. She went, oh, Peter D. And I went, yeah. And she went, yeah, whatever. But why? She went, but why? I thought your podcast was about football. And I went, nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no not really. No, 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 I no. Said, no. I said, yeah, no. <laughs> we were talking about, she went, why on earth would you have been talking about Peter Dean on your podcast? And why I went, we be? And I thought, why did we? And I said, oh, well, sometimes we talk about knees ups, right? <laughs> She's like, fucking hell. I said, and um, as a result of talking about Cockney knees ups, I said, someone sent me a clip of the whole cast. You weren't in it, but I said it was on the old uh, Children in Need and they were doing a Cockney knees up. And she, I said, they were all there. It must have been before you joined. I said, but Woodjack was there the <laughs> lot. I said, guess who the most enthusiastic about this knees up was? And she said, Ethel. And I went, no, it was not <laughs> Ethel, or as you would know her, Gretchen Franklin. Gretchen Franklin, who was once mentioned in a lyric in a song by The Fall. Amazing. Well, it is one of the best names ever, isn't it, Gretchen Franklin? <laughs> well, it's the sort of that, name that I can imagine Len making up for yeah. like a player from Bulgaria. <laughs> that's, a, that's a diversion into The Fall that we don't need right now. Carry on. <laughs> she, I mean, at this stage, she's looking at me thinking, how can I get away from this guy? Because I go, yeah. yeah, so we talk a lot about knees ups. So someone sent us a clip of a knees up and Peter Dean was really going for it in this knees mm. up. I said, and that led me and Andy to start thinking about Peter Dean. I said, and so then I did some research on him and I spent quite a lot of time reading about it. I said, and mm. I read about him and June Brown. She went, well, I know June really well. What? I said, 
Well, he got biffed and she quit in solidarity with him. Mm. Cindy Bill did not know this, which made me think, maybe Ooh. it's not true. But I read it on Wikipedia. I went, she went, is that right? I went, yeah. She quit and they tried to set up a production company, but it didn't work out. So she went back and then they killed him off without him being on the show. And Cindy said, that, that's what happened to me as well. They killed me <sighs> off without while I wasn't on the show. She went, what's the yeah. point? I went, I agree. What is the point? They're all mm. naturally it's spiteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it is not spiteful. nice. It's pointless. And they cut off their nose, spite their face, because, you know, I haven't watched EastEnders in years, Same. but everyone would like Cindy. Everyone likes an old character coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they had to make Dirty Den come back, and it was so unconvincing, because we'd all seen him shot and fall in the canal. Yeah, it was ridiculous. No so for that. She, as she, I could see the, the the rage with which I spoke about Wilmot Brown. Yeah. Then the extent to which I'd researched the life of Pete, Pete, Peter Dean, I could see her thinking, this is not a good situation for me to be in. I need to get out of this situation. <laughs> are, you, are you able to tell us why you were in this situation in the first place? A uh, project that... <laughs> a project yeah. that me and Michelle Collins might be working on together. Oh, man. And that was when the <laughs> no, seed was sown. We've got, to be honest, we've got a mutual friend and she wanted some advice on something and I said right. I'd um, meet up and give it to her. But I don't know if she came away from it with anything useful <laughs> other than my thoughts on the fictional character Wilmot Brown. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to talk a lot about Nick Cotton. As well, yeah. obviously, which she the character, she sort of in, not the not the actor. I was, had, but she kept thinking I was interested in the actors. John, and I was Altman. like, no. I was like, you know, Nick. I said every time you thought he'd, you know, changed his ways, he, he always turned out to be a liar, didn't he? I said and the worry he caused Dot over the years, it was unacceptable. And she's like, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't John Altman dead now? No, he is he not. Died, she he? did say he was he was uh, alive and kicking. Oh yeah, she's still I've just she's look. pals with loads of these people. That's good. She's still pals with Woodyat. Well, who wouldn't be? She, she's even pals with Suzanne Tully, who of course went on to be a successful director. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Altman's still alive. Alt- John Altman's sixty-eight now. Nick Cotton is sixty-eight, or he would be well, had he lived. Yeah, is he dead too, Nick Cotton? Nick Cotton died. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about Di- that. Ridiculous. Well, they could bring him back from the dead, can't they? What they should do is do a spin-off Nick Cotton standalone series like Marvel Universe do with their yeah. characters. Oh, yeah. I think EastEnders, the BBC, who are struggling at the moment in many mm. ways, right? People want them to justify their existence more and more, don't they? I think they could do a lot worse than take a leaf out of Disney's book and start doing spin-off standalone series, and you'd call yeah. it Cotton Right, and yeah. EastEnders saga, yeah, an EastEnders story because you know, like they do solo a Star Wars story, right? They do, yeah. So, you'd, so you, you've got to do Cotton, yeah. an EastEnders story, and you might have to get a different actor because Altman might be a bit old. Although, I would start with Altman playing like old Nick Cotton sat in a rocking chair and he'd be telling a story to yeah. his grandchild about, let me tell you how it all began, how I become. The worst bastard in Albert Square. And then it goes back to like before he's in the start with a younger actor playing yeah. him. The worst bastard in London. Here's an idea, and you can make this happen, Sam. Mm. Uh, Nick Cotton and Cindy Beale, but it's their ghosts and they're living together. 
Because oh. they're both dead, aren't they, in EastEnders? Ghostenders. 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 And it's all the dead characters now yeah. in heaven. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, the ones where the actors aren't dead. Yeah, yeah because unfortunately, Leslie Grant it, um, is, is dead. Ma- and as Martin I told McCutcheon. you as well. Martin McCutcheon, Tiffany, she died. Yeah. Killed She's her not dead in real life. As well. Who? Apparently. P- killed her off camera. Michelle Collins was telling me, she goes, oh yeah, they did it to McCutcheon as well. They, what they do is they kill your character when you're not in the show, if you oh, see what I mean. Did she not die? Did she not get run over, Tiffany? Oh, actually, yeah, in she got show. run over. Yeah, but she well, famously was run over and killed. Michelle Collins is no kind of... Um, Fucking Collins, don't, you know, don't give me misinformation. Witness, is she? Don't give me Fucking misinformation, hell. Michelle. Jesus. Oh, there's another Tiffany but, uh, in there. Uh, but Michelle Collins is really nice. I mean, Good. she's really, really nice. Um, she she's did indulge fit. me. Yeah, she's, she's very, very attractive. And um, she did indulge me uh, with my chat about... Your witterings. My witterings about e- 90, very specific era of 1980s EastEnders characters. <laughs> I mean, imagine I- that. She's turning up to about something completely unrelated. She meets some bloke who she's been told, you know, might know a thing or two and be helpful. And he literally, mm. she's like... That was so long ago, and this cunt spent the mm. whole morning going on about Wilmot Brown, Nick Cotton, Peter Beale, Mary the Punk, all of them. Mm. <laughs> you waste of fucking the time. Punk. Yeah, I did. I did. asked her about Mary the Punk. She's apparently a graphic designer now, oh, and um, they're still good mates. Oh, and here's a great bit of EastEnders trivia. Cindy, mm. Michelle Collins, mm-hmm. she auditioned for the role of Mary the Punk. Oh, got quite close wow. and then didn't get it and was gutted. And then a year later, or however long later it was, they came back and said, We remember you, do you fancy playing this role instead? Wow, Cindy Beale, which I think is a better role, a better character. I mean, Mary the Punk, the actress who played her, you know, no disrespect, but she wasn't great. I don't think. Didn't she turn out to be Kathy's daughter? Oh, no, that was someone else. <sighs> Can't remember. Hey, that might have been true, actually. No, oh, no, no there was, was another a, one, was wasn't an, it? There was, an, there was another heroin addict or something. Was, that's right. There was a, quite a pale girl that used to mooch about the market. <laughs> a pale she girl. The, she so like, so, you've got old Charles Dickens. He's always <laughs> writing about pale girls, isn't he? <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he's always on about... Pale girls. <laughs> yeah, that was one of his books. The Pale Girls. Uh, um, well, that sounds yeah, like so a productive day, That's good. It was, it's been a productive morning, yeah. Good. I hope we hear more about um, whatever project it is at some point. It's not really a project. I was just giving her some advice, but, you know. But I didn't. <laughs> I just asked her about stuff to do with EastEnders. And I mean, the thing is, as well, for her, it was a job of work that she did 30, 35 years ago, or whatever it was. Exactly. She's not. She's done loads of other stuff since then. Yeah. She's got no recollection of the character arcs of all the various people that were in no, EastEnders or anything but like that. I thought they were like people that she knew, the characters. Yeah. And so she'll I'm have just done fucking... it, got home, and then yeah. learned the script for the next day and not yeah. watched it or anything. There'll have been stuff going on that she wasn't even involved with because she yeah, wasn't in she the scene. Have, she probably didn't watch the, the programme no, when it went why out. Would you? And we don't listen back to these podcasts, do we? All these years later, she sat. I mean, literally. 
people who listen to this podcast will tweet me about things that we apparently have said on a podcast that we yeah. only recorded two days ago, and I yeah. will not have a fucking Nor clue what they're on whatsoever. about. Yeah, and that's two days yeah. later. She sat with me 40 years after the fucking event, <laughs> and I'm fucking insisting. I'm saying shit like, how Wilmot Brown at the fucking front to come back to the square <laughs> after everything he'd done. Everyone fucking knew what he'd done. <sighs> And he comes back in as if nothing's happened. He's not on. And she's like, uh, okay, wh- who? What was his name again? <laughs> you strange man. <laughs> oh, um, should we do some life logistics? Yeah. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. I've got one here that came in on the Twitter. And it's from um, Transcendence, who is... He's known to me. He's a, a Sunderland fan and a local local character let's say mm. I've known him on Twitter for a while and he just says uh, morning Andy and Nifty I'm planning on moving house soon and my own house is in a slight state of disrepair it needs a new oven a few roof tiles the yards a mm. jungle etc how much work should I do before selling it or is this a you fucking do it and take the loss <sighs> well I don't know it's not a situation I'm, I, yeah I mean I've sold only a couple of places and I've never done anything like that I've tended to do quite a lot of work when I've moved in yeah. and then when you move out it's mm-hmm. looking in better nick than it was when you moved in anyway so you make yeah. a bit of a profit but if I left the house I'm in now which I probably would like to do at some point because you're um, going to semi-retire to the is it the Cotswolds you're going to go to or the Isle of Wight who knows no Ooh. Chichester wasn't it that was my last mm. idea, big idea that's right yeah right or you can develop um, your but, Jeffrey Chichester Range of persona, but yeah, Rachel. <laughs> no, the, the funniest thing about it is I've never been to Chichester. Jeffrey Chichester and the Peel Girls. <laughs> oh, that's the first one. That's one of the first cases he takes on some pale yeah. girls who mysteriously went missing on the outskirts of Chichester. Yeah, yeah. Um, why would I uh, in, try to introduce a character called Wilmot Brown? <laughs> <laughs> and then EastEnders lawyers ban me. Come down on you, ton of bricks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so if I sold this place, mm. it could do with some work. And actually, 
if the canter who is a roofer and offered to do my roof <laughs> at a competitive price a few right. months ago, I've forgotten his Twitter. I can't find him on Twitter. We used to chat quite a lot about FIFA, but I might need to call that in because my roof does need a fucking... All it right, needs okay. a, not a few new tiles. It needs a full retile. Full and, and I'm also mm. thinking of having the exterior of my house painted. Any thoughts on that? Uh, what colour is it at the moment? Well, it's a quite unattractive sort of red brick. You know yeah. red bricks? Yeah. Sort of almost like the kind of bricks that Brookside Close was made out of. Right. Like, what, are you going to get it sort of like... Um, white. Pebble Just dashed white. or... The white, no, the bricks painted are, white? Up, up my street, there are a couple of pebble dashed, but I'm not mad on it. I think I'm just going to go plain white. Will you get it plastered first? off-white. You can do that. I could get it rendered... Is that what, yeah, that's the word I'm looking right, for. Right, yeah. but I think, again, and as a cunt, I might get in touch and let me know, I think that's going to be more expensive. So I'm just like, nah, fuck him, just paint it. Paint it <laughs> white, the, mate. Splosh it back up straight on, mate. Yeah, get you might want us to splash it. it. Nah, fuck that. Just get it fucking paint, paint it. <laughs> I think, I'm thinking of doing that. Um, so that's what I'm thinking of doing. I don't know what state of disrepair house is in. What I, I get the strong impression from estate agents I've talked to in the past is that you're better off saving yourself a few quid and doing some really superficial things internally. Yeah, like getting all the walls fucking yeah. painted magnolia and go up Ikea and get a couple of nifty-looking bits of furniture, have a tidy up, chuck a load of stuff in the storage or, like, up mm. in your mum's attic or something, yeah. right, if your mum's got an attic, find someone who's got an attic, and so it looks a bit more spacious, and you'd probably add a few grand on just by doing that. Well, my brother's just put his house up for sale recently, and yeah. I looked at the photographs on the website last week, and it looks beautiful because right. they've just tidied it up. They've got rid of all the clutter and stuff. Yeah, not that they have a great deal anyway, but it's, they've just tidied it up. It looks really nice. You're not going around saying that your brother's got a cluttery house because that would be I, out of I, order. I just retracted it there. Did you hear? I retracted yeah, it. I, I did, said not yeah. that they've got a lot of clutter, but Andy, they, they've made an Andy, effort. It's me. It's your brother. I've heard that you've been going around saying I've got a cluttery house. I've heard you've been saying it on your Peerwall podcast that I don't subscribe to. <laughs> now, uh, I'd like oh, to listen to that, why. if that's all right. Yeah. Someone someone recorded it off the internet on their phone and <laughs> sent it to me as an MP3 file. <laughs> and you are clearly indicate, implying that me and the wife are quite cluttery. <laughs> Slovenly. <laughs> listen, if you think I'm cluttery, that's fine, but why can't you say it to my face, mate? You know... I saw you the other day. You had ample opportunity to talk to me about yeah. it if you felt the need to. Why would you have to run and do it behind a paywall? <laughs> <laughs> because of the safety. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, no right to call anyone cluttery. Look at my wh- fucking. Why house. is he? Why is he selling up? Why is he? What's his plan? They've, they've got. They've now got three kids, and they've got three yeah. bedrooms, so they want a fourth bedroom, so all the kids can have their own room. Simple yeah. as that. So yeah. that, there's, there's no ulterior motive. There's no hidden agenda. It's just no, that. I was just wondering if they were planning anything like moving out of town and into like a rural area. Oh, to Chichester. Obviously, that's something I'm interested in. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Okay. Getting back to this question, though, he says it needs a new oven. You wouldn't buy a new oven Fuck before that. you're putting your house you on the market. You must be Cause mad because the, the, the person, can, the people love buying new ovens when they move yeah, into exactly. a new house anyway. It's one of the yeah. fun things. Go, yeah. go and buy yourself a new oven. They're not that expensive. Yeah. Take a loss for a couple hundred quid because it needs a and new oven. Exactly, because you think, oh, that'll give me an opportunity and an excuse to go and buy a new oven, which is one of the, you might, in your life, Andy, you might only ever buy three ovens. Probably, yeah. yeah. And that Touch wood. It, 
And that's a privilege to do it. I mean, it's like, this is a big moment in life when you have the opportunity yeah. to buy an oven. Just imagine yourself at the showroom. Can you, show me, can you show me what ovens you think are good? Have you got any special deals on ovens at the moment, mate? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All that. It's the whole delayed gratification, is it, of just choosing? Oh, Try going through them all and having a look. And when you've just bought a house, money becomes temporarily meaningless because yeah. there's you so much stuff. expense surrounding it. Yeah. And you're signing over sums of cash that just seem mind-boggling to ordinary folk like us, right? Yeah. And therefore, you sort of... I don't know about you, but you, in my experience, you end up sort of like anything that's less than a few grand you start almost treating quite lightly during that period because money is just... Too much money's going out. So you yeah. go, well, we've got to buy an oven. And rather than fret about it for weeks or months, which is what I might do in ordinary life, mm. I go, right, I'm just going to buy a fucking oven. And you just buy it. And that's just what... The people who buy your house, that's the frame of mind they'll be in. They'll be like, great, I get to buy an oven. As for the roof tiles, don't know, it depends how bad state of repair they're in because people if they've got their wits about them and they're looking to buy a house they will look up at the roof it's one of the things you look at because you don't want to buy a house with a fuck roof do you right let's have a look at this roof first off yeah I mean if I'm going to look at a house I'll park up across the road the day before and I'll have a good look at the roof through a telescope Mm. or binoculars Mm. Mm. I'll I'll get in I'll somehow contrive to get in the house opposite the house I'm looking to buy yeah I'll sometimes go round like disguised as like a gas man or, yeah. or hopefully it'll be an elderly person. It's easy to and do, isn't it? Yeah. I can trick them into allowing me access and then I'll go yeah. love. Sorry, Mrs. I've got to go up and look on in your loft. It's, and it's one of up. the tricks you pick up as Britain's top journalist on your way. To yeah. Yeah. Britain's top There's nothing illegal it? about it either, by the way. Legally, you are allowed to trick an elderly person into allowing you access to your home. It's like a vampire. If you invite them in, mm-hmm. then all bets are off. Once you start nicking stuff or assaulting them, that's illegal. But actually gaining Can't entry... Can't do that. But if you simply want to gain access under false pretense to their home, then climb yeah. out of their top floor window and onto their roof and then sit up on the roof with a sandwich and a flask of tea, observing... Yeah the house opposite for up to four or five hours, right? There's nothing illegal about that. No, no, and you don't have to leave either because you can then cite squatters' rights because you're in. And remember, once you're on a roof, you're, uh, you are legally, in the eyes of the law, you are in the sky. And as we've yeah. discussed before, the sky, like the sea, yep. counts as international waters. All better off legal-wise, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you, you're not subject to anyone's law. No, you're not. Well, sky you're law, sky. which doesn't exist. Sky law, yeah, exactly. So it's like you can't fucking touch me up here, dickhead. Sky law. What's going Sky law. <laughs> That's why in the World Cup in 2018, when there was all those amazing videos of people going mental over England and everyone was getting pissed off, there was that one guy and he climbed all the way up a lamppost, do you remember, and started doing coke in the middle of the street. Yeah. Do you remember that? It was, that. Yeah. it was really Jesus. great. And he was all saying, it's coming home. And he climbed right up a lamppost and there was all hundreds of people around and he just started shoveling the iron filings up his hooter <laughs> while he was up there. And a lot of people said, that's outrageous. But what they didn't understand was that man knew that he was completely safe from prosecution. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't, a, it's not illegal to take was, cocaine in the sky. He was a free man of the sky. 
Here's a time. free man of the sky, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. have we solved that conundrum yeah. then? The, the other aspect that he mentioned was the, he said the yard's a bit of a jungle. I mean, clean the yard up a bit, you know. That, that's that not out. hard. That's, that's, that's an easy good, job. That's one weekend do. of graft yeah. and it'll do you good as well mentally. Yeah. Exercise and you'll feel really good afterwards because it'll look great. Yeah. It's like getting a nice haircut. So yeah, that's that one. I've got, got this one. Else, we, yeah, I've got live logistics fathering a foreign child. Wow. He says, hi, chaps. This is from Thomas Drinkwater. Hi, chaps. Hope all is well. Well, it's as well as you can fucking expect, mate. It's none of your fucking business, mate. Yeah. Keep your snout out of our affairs. Listen, mate, I've just had coffee with fucking Cindy Beal, right? So, yeah, things <laughs> are pretty fucking right. well. Things are, yeah, things are well. I suppose you could say that. <laughs> Better than your fucking life, mate. Well... He says, I've recently become first-time father. Well, welcome to hell, mate. <laughs> Basically. I mean, fatherhood's all right as you get older, but whoa, when they're babies, fuck Christ. me. You, you have done, no, nothing I could say could prepare you for what the next two years of your life is going like to be I like. I said, you're in a permanent state of emergency. Just yeah. deal with it. I'm not saying to anyone who's not had kids and is contemplated, don't have kids. Have kids. It's just, I know it's a cliche. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Totally. I love having kids. I said to my wife the other day, the kids were out at school and I was sat with her and uh, we were having a cup of tea and I said, I love having kids. It's a right laugh, isn't it? Because it is a right laugh. Yeah. But you're not going to fucking sleep much for two years, mate. Anyway, that's not the point of the email. That's just us making people feel bad. Oh, good. Um, he goes, I've recently become first-time father. My son arrived five weeks early, but both mm. he and my partner are safe and well. <laughs> All right. Well, I assume so. You wouldn't be writing to us about it. My problem is that I live in Sydney, Australia, and my partner is an Australian. I have right. a fear that there is nothing I can do to stop him from becoming a full-on Aussie. I have nightmares of him looking up at me and saying, here, Dad, get us some Vegemite and have our on toast. As two wise parents, you're correct, we are. What advice can you offer as to how I can father him and steer him away from becoming an all-out Aussie with the borders fully shut for the foreseeable? It could be a few years until any of my family can come out and offer any influence. Cheers, IFS Platinum Canter Tom. Well, well. I, that, mate, you, his mum's Australian. He's born in Australia. He's going to grow up in Australia. Why the fuck would he? should you not want him to be yeah, an exactly. Aussie? What do you want he, him to is be? He, Fucking English. Yeah, these Fuck are your that. decisions, mate. Right? These are your decisions. You've decision, you made the decision to get. If this is just dawning on you now, and why wouldn't you? Obviously, there's something you like about Australia. What, you want him to be fucking walking around fucking Australia, giving it the big pretend British. He, act. Pretend he's Jacob Reese Mogg. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, just let him be a fucking Aussie. I'll tell Do you, you this, what I mean? There's worse things he could be. Being English over the next 10 years or so, it's not going to be a badge of honour. I'll tell you that. Yeah, English. I was standing let's, in the let's world. Let's be honest. Um, gonna go we're in. both Englishmen, but, I mean, it's nothing to fucking shout about, is it? Especially not these days. Fucking Let hell. him be an Aussie, mate. Yeah. At least you, they're you pretty need relaxed. To adapt. Yeah, he I think it's adapt. you. Become more you, Australian. This is what happens. Everyone I know, right, who fucking is an expat, you move away, they fucking moan non-stop about where they live. My cousin has lived in New York now for about, oh, it must be coming up for 20 years. He's had his kids out. He's married an English woman who he met there, right? All right. 
and they they love being as English as possible. They have, you know tea at every opportunity. Their mm. kids both have English accents, and but to be honest, their life seems great mm. from the outside looking in. And I think they are happy. Because if not, they would have come home. But he did enough moan about Americans and how they're all cunts. Right. And I yeah. think fuck it now. You know, it's your country. It's their country you're living in, mate. Adapt. Yeah. But I mean, it's like if he was living here, would he mourn about English people and what cunts they are? All the time, you can't. Yeah, but probably would a bit. You? I don't know. Well, I wouldn't be going around saying English people are cunts. You, you yeah, you wouldn't generalise them like that, would you? And just say English people are all cunts. Yeah, just ninety-seven percent of them are. Anyway, listen, Tom. I hope that you've that's cleared it up. I would not stress about that. Let him be an no, Aussie. Just he might adopt an English football team. He'll be aware. You know, my kids are very proud of their Hungarian heritage, right? Yeah. To the extent that. Uh, Lenny wants to play for Hungary, not England, when he's oh, right. older. Okay. He's planned out his whole football career. He wants to play for West Ham and Hungary, right? Cool. Um, he, he follows Hungarian football team. The other night, Hungary played Russia, and we mm. watched it together. He knew when it was on. He, he had it all scheduled up. He knew that right. he knows the teams. He knows all the Hungary players, right? Mm. He loves it. And that's just his granddad. But I, I encourage it. I like it that he's got this sort of interest in his heritage, but of course he's English because he was born, he's grown up here. All of his cultural influences are English. But he does. So that's probably what will happen with your mate, with your not mate, son. Although hopefully he will be a mate. And then he he grows up, he'll be an Aussie. He'll have all yeah. the uh, relaxed, laid back, fun time attitude of an Aussie without any of the uptight pommy shit. But he might adopt a uh, English footy team. You never know. Yeah. And, and sometimes have tea and scones. Sick. We're all citizens of the world. Just fucking yeah, roll with it. Don't worry about it, mate. Does, does does Len think he's got more chance of getting in the Hungary national team than England? Then I don't know if that's Is his that reasoning. No, it might be. It might that it might be, be his reasoning. But I think he just really likes. I think it makes him feel a bit exotic. The fact that yeah. he's like a quarter Hungarian. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So he likes sort of going on about. Plus, they love Hungary. They think it's fucking awesome whenever they go over. Whenever we go and visit my father-in-law. Yeah. They just think it's the bollocks. My, I mean, it my is a good place. My, my ex-wife, when we first got together, told me that she was um, a quarter Italian. or one, No, one-eighth oh. Italian. Mm. Quite exotic. And then it turned out that she wasn't. So, um, Did you go yeah. around going, yeah, I'm dating this Italian girl? Because it yeah, sounds really pretty flashed, much, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it turned out she wasn't, and uh, now we're not married anymore. So there we go. Is that why, do you uh, think? Uh, because she, uh, she lied. And Possibly after that, there's been a breach factor. of trust, and it's really hard to come back from that. Possibly a contributory factor, but who knows? Uh, right, that's it from this one, Sam. There's okay. no time for any more. We must go. I think we've helped a lot of people. We've helped two as people. Always. Yeah. <laughs> we've helped two people. We've talked a lot about Cindy Beale. Uh, whatever. Uh, thank so God this guy on the payroll, because she said she was going to listen to the podcast when she got home. And yeah. I apologise in advance, which I very often do if someone says they're, oh, I'm going to listen to your podcast. And I go, oh, well, you can if you want. You know, if it's a human being as opposed mm. to someone like us or our listeners. You know, like a normal civilian. Yeah. A normal civilian says, oh, I think I'll uh, give that a go. But what's it called again? Top Flight Time Machine. Let me make a note. And I always say to myself saying, don't fucking bother, mate. <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean? Shambles. <laughs> don't fucking bother it's going to be a waste of your time you won't You're not think gonna better like of me it. that, you'll think worse of me just do yourself a favour and forget <laughs> the forget I ever mentioned it <laughs> thank god she won't hear this one I hope so anyway thanks to all you cunts that have listened uh, we'll be yeah. back soon with more 
<laughs> Take care, <laughs> friend. Take care, friend. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.